and Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, Now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Trap Draw Podcast. This is a chop session, which means my name is Randy, and I am, of course, joined by Mr. Tron Carter. TC, how are you today? Mr. Big, great to be with you. Great to see you this past weekend. And also with you. Yeah, we had a great time down in Frisco at our NIT. Awesome weekend. We crowned a new champion saw the uh it was my first time seeing the pga frisco the course and the resort and it was really nice i they're doing a great job with the community you know the putting course and the short course and you know i'm worried golf might get a little too popular in that region maybe you know the plex is blowing up it's crazy being down there just building everywhere oh my uh, god so much building yeah uh, well, it's good to be with you. We got we got a good show here on tap today. Thank you, of course, to Mr. Jeezy. TC, let's thank one of our sponsors. Who we got off the top today? We got Stone Creek Coffee. We were we were hanging out with our, our man Drew, Drew Pond, down at the NIT all weekend. And uh, he was reporting that there were many grown men coming up to him, big, strong men, tears in their eyes, saying, and these are actual quotes, Randy, I've only been <laughs> drinking Stone Creek Coffee. <laughs> Times NLU for months. I don't even drink coffee, but now I want to try cold brew. What should I order? And I can't get enough of it. So uh, you can experience what has Trap Draw listeners literally buzzing, uh, both literally and figuratively. Just go to stonecreekcoffee.com slash trap draw. If you're looking for a coffee, you're sure to love the Cream City. I know you're a big Cream City guy, Randy. Cool. Of course. I made sure. I was like, Drew, you got to send me the Cream City. I am the foremost creamy boy of this generation. It's fantastic. I've, I've been eating or eating. I've been drinking that. Also mixing in a, a nice kind of rich harvest blend for the fall season. I've been I've been deep on the, uh, the, the Juice Patrol, which is the custom NLU blend. Some of my uncle's uh, golf playing partners back in the day, they had a, a certain... Uh, you know, somebody was nominated to be on Juice Patrol to make sure he wasn't cheating. So, of course, uh, I think they've also got a new reserve release as well, an anaerobic honey processed coffee from Colombia. Uh, for all of these, you can use code TRAPDRAW. That's one word, TRAPDRAW, for 15% off and free shipping on your first two orders. Some of you might be running out on your first order. Uh, so, time to refuel, get back in the game, holler at Drew, get all stocked up for the holidays and beyond. Amen. Drew, awesome guy. Got to meet him in person last week. He played in the event. You know, he's running a small shop up there. Appreciate his support and would urge folks, uh, especially the coffee lovers among us or people curious, give him a try. You will not be disappointed. TC, we got some housekeeping here. Um, What do we make of, for all the booth listeners, what what do we make of this situation with Cody's neighbor, Larry? It's one of the most incredible stories situations i've ever heard yeah larry uh allegedly digging digging a hole in his backyard just to see what's down there <laughs> there's something down there so i haven't gotten an update from cody on it here in a, in a couple of weeks so i think cody was planning on on flying a drone up over <laughs> to see what's going on so we'll have to 
<laughs> we'll have to get an update there. I know there's a few voicemails from people for that too. But man, next door sounds sounds like a, a wild wormhole to get down. Yeah, not I are you are you on it in your no, in Jack's Beach? No. Okay. I feel like it'd be popping in Jack's Beach. Oh, I'm sure. I mean it's like everybody says it's like one of the most racist like, yeah. conspiratorial just it's like i don't want to know that much about the people i live near exactly. you know i i yeah um owner's pod great another great addition of the owner's pod ukvv and neil any any takeaways from that anything lingering from that yeah uh there was almost too much going on with the haslams you know i i neglected to bring up the condi rice uh <laughs> you know, Harvey and floated for the for the Browns head coaching role. Uh I think back what was that 2017. So God, uh in my haste, I, I I neglected that one. Uh also Jimmy Haslam does not own the Smokies, I'm told. They're owned by mm. Randy Boyd, who is also the president of the University of Tennessee. And then uh I think in other housekeeping news, we've got Poosh returning next week for uh the NFL season kind of our, our our halfway pod we'll do that with two of us kvv and poosh so please save your vitriol for poosh <laughs> and he started calling the the, the trap stoolies trapezoids yeah we've moved on from trap stoolies what's uh, maybe we can let him explain it but yeah trapezoids i i don't know why necessarily but uh yeah i, I guess henceforth trapezoids and then i just wanted to shout out uh DJ has he's got a ginkgo tree mm. out in his front yard, and uh, the leaves they all they fall like they don't change colors. They just all fall off the tree like one day a year. Yeah. So I am marking. I don't think I can mark my calendar for like a specific day yet. We just have to monitor it. But I'm gonna try to fly up there and sit with a lawn chair in his driveway <laughs> and just. Like be there for the day that these tree that these leaves fall off the tree. It's one of the coolest things I think I've ever seen. Blew my mind. It absolutely is. And you know, TC, when I lived in Columbus, I had a ginkgo tree outside of uh, the apartment complex I lived in, and same thing. It man, just you can you can't believe how many leaves fall. I, I actually took a picture. I have. Uh, my car covered in them. I'll have to share that with you and DJ. Apparently, though, the ginkgo trees get a little bit of a bad rap because I think once the, the leaves do fall, they can get a little smelly when they're on the ground. So some people don't like the ginkgo tree. But with your new uh, with your with your new cleared up nasal passages, you know, maybe that would be a great new experience for you too. Randy, I'm kind of pissed you never shared that picture or just the philosophy of the ginkgo tree with us. Like I never knew about these until you know I like I'd always heard about ginkgo biloba. I think that's a, a medicinal, you know, benefit of these leaves or these trees. But I'd never I'd never seen or heard of these trees before, as far as this this phenomenon. I'm gonna send you this picture right now. It's gonna blow your mind, <laughs> and you'll also see my old Saturn in the picture. <laughs> it, you just have never seen so many leaves in your life coming and through. It's all eyes. it's all isolated to one day. Right? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. It's coming through it on just Slack. Gets, it just gets cold enough, and then like the membranes just... Let's see here. That is wild. Oh, so they do change kind of a color. So this one's yellow. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if you know the weather in different parts of the country, maybe they don't fully get to change color before they drop, but where I was, they had turned yellow, 
and then just they all came down. That's remarkable. It's incredible. Huh. Um, well, man, you know what, Randy? I do miss that Saturn that you have. I know you have a BMW now, but <laughs> that Saturn, that's that was that was Saturn two, right? Yeah, that was Saturn two. Saturn one was the peanut butter guts. That was Saturn two. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're getting off track here. How about any uh, any mea culpas? You, you had a couple small ones there on the owner's pod. What else we need to, to talk about yeah. here? Uh, Gilroy is uh, is the garlic capital. Uh, not Salinas. I believe we said Salinas was, was the garlic capital. Castroville is the artichoke capital. And uh, Salinas is referred to as the salad bowl, just because mm-hmm. there's all sorts of veggies coming out of there. So a uh, lot of Californians in the DMs chastising us for that which yeah that's probably deserved i guess i had a couple i didn't i didn't even realize (laughs) i I think i referred to senator fetterman uh as josh and not john i'll certainly apologize to that i was close though i feel like and then i I thought the chris uh, the the scott chris hansen mix up did i mix them up the the nfl red zone guy and the catch a predator guy it's funny the 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 same individual who pointed out the Fetterman, the Fetty uh, mea culpa also pointed out this like mere minutes later. So I didn't catch it, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. That's true. Well, now I'm confused who is, I thought it was Chris Hansen. Did I say Scott? So Scott's the red zone guy. Chris is the catch a predator guy. And I feel like I was saying something in reference to catch a predator was so I meant Chris. I'll have to go back and listen to the tapes. I don't feel comfortable offering a full apology at this time. I would also like to demand a an apology, a mea culpa from Solly. Our guy Drew Pond. I caught word from from our guys Dom and Drew flying back to Milwaukee that uh, American Airlines got him for a he was he was like two or three pounds over the limit, hundred pound penalty his checked luggage on american like like buzz driving you know over the limit under arrest he was like he was like so you're telling me i could go buy another bag put this three pounds (laughs) worth of stuff in there and it would be fifty dollars instead you're gonna charge me it's crazy that's incredible you flew you flew well i guess we might get into airlines later but you flew american right i did i flew american uh home how did I get there? I went through Tulsa. I went to go visit Bunky in Tulsa. That's right. Last week, and then uh, we saw, which I saw Oral Roberts, the uh, university. What a not wild place! Yeah, not yeah. the person. The university. It was crazy, crazy place. Yeah, and then I, you know, Bunky, Bunky gave me the full full tour of Tulsa. It was great. Um, and then yeah, I flew American back with Solly. Uh, I actually booked. I booked a a first class seat on my own dime. It was like, it was, it was going to be like 40 bucks to check a bag. And it was in like another 35 bucks to, to upgrade to first class. So not only did I get first class, it bumped Solly into first on the uh, upgrade <laughs> list. <laughs> so he didn't get an upgrade. So they boarded us and then they didn't, uh, the cleaners hadn't finished yet. So we had to wait on the jet bridge for like mm. five to seven minutes. Very unprofessional. Yeah. Very bad. So I'm flying them again this week too. Unfortunately. Oh my god! Yeah, it's not. Are good. you gonna have Delta was, for next Delta year? was gonna charge me like eight hundred dollars to fly me back from from Raleigh later this uh, week. So it was like two. It was like two seventy on on uh, AA. So yeah. anyway, neither. Well, here best there. of luck. 
Best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's check in on some reading, watching, listening, eating. Would you like me to go, or do you want to kick us off here? Lead us off, Randy. So I just finished. Uh, I think I had mentioned it on a prior pod. <laughs> my my dense textbook, like uh, taming the mega banks. My my guy Arthur Wilmarth was making a case for a new Glass Steagall Act. Just. Bad, bad people, TC. I this might come as a surprise to you and and some listeners, but it seems like um, the financial industry, big banks especially, have, have somewhat captured the regulatory and political processes in this country. I, I know that might come as a shock, but uh, it was interesting to read about. Went went back uh, pre Great Depression and kind of talked about the deregulation of the late teens and 20s, how that fed into the big crash, and then the response being the Glass-Steagall Act, among other measures, and how those you know, slowly got chipped away really in earnest in the 70s, 80s, and then finally in the 90s uh, under both Republican and Democratic administrations. This, this is a very bipartisan thing to, to repeal the Glass-Steagall Act. And then you know, kind of how that led into these these mega crises we had, which culminated in the uh, the the Great Recession. So, just a fun, uplifting read. You know, not confident we'll be able to do anything about it as a society. And I then I, say, I, how how pessimistic yeah. are you after? Uh terribly. Yeah, it, it just seems like the two big issues are money like lobbying right money in politics the the need for politicians to be fundraisers and the ability of banks to provide lobbying and and funds and ultimately to sway policy it, it just it's tough um actually randy our guy uh, uh jp morgan chase had a big uh big conference at the resort we were at just last weekend, if we're down there, <laughs> I know. Diamond I know. Was there? Uh, Matthew McConaughey was there. All sorts of luminaries. Yeah, I, I should have popped in there, but I, I just finished. I, I rifled through the Michael Lewis "Going Infinite" book S on SBF and Solly's FTX. Guy, SBF. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Really interesting book. I, I enjoyed reading it. Quick read. I think it's like. 250 pages um so yeah got a couple down did you Turn feel my- that he was way too lenient or uh you know positive regarding sbf no i i i don't think i did i don't think i did and and what helped me there was a really good interview that barry ritholtz did on his masters of business podcast with michael lewis about the book and and i and michael lewis I listened to that interview before I read the book and Lewis essentially laid out his whole theory for right, not theory. What I don't know what the word I'm trying to, to think of, but the way he went about writing the book was it's not up to me to tell you if this guy is like innocent or guilty. Now we, he was just found guilty on all charges in a New York courtroom. So I can't wait to see what they sentence him to. <laughs> society has, has said he is guilty. But what Lewis, I thought, did a good job of was like painting a portrait of who he is, the, the upbringing. I mean, he is a weird, weird dude, which I think was pretty evident through all the news and headlines, but goes into a lot of details. A lot of weird people in and around FTX and just absolutely no internal controls in the company. So 
But Lewis's whole thing was like, I'm just going to lay it out to you as I experienced it, as I reported on it, as I saw it. And you can decide how much criminal intent there was as opposed to like naivety, naivete. I think that's right. Um, And I thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, it certainly doesn't make SBF look good. I I feel like he's if absolutely just paints him in kind of like an unmalicious light versus yes yes i i think if if there is somewhere it's like well if if you are convinced sbf is like was wanting to steal customer deposits right from the very start it it probably does portray him as or it portrays him in a pretty positive light but i wasn't sure you know i i don't know i i hadn't really followed the story that that closely i guess Mm -hmm. to to have an opinion going in so I, I think at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I mean, the, these people were morons for the the risks and just the lack of, like I said, internal controls. And like, they just did not operate like a real grown-up company. And this is the result of it. So, but a ton of fascinating characters, a ton of like, just <laughs> one guy was quoted as the Caroline Ellison, the on off again, SBF girlfriend, like, Man, she is a fucking weirdo. That was a quote from the book. Like <laughs> these are just weird, weird people, TC. Yeah. So anyway, good book. I I enjoyed it. Um, the the verdict of of SBF just got announced when we were down in Texas. So I haven't. I I need to like dig in and and read up more on that. But um, yeah, that's what I'm reading. Watching wise, don't have a ton for you. Um, went to see Killers of the Flower Moon, the movie, three and a half hours. It was good. I don't think I, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I was hoping to enjoy it. Now it wasn't bad, but I had maybe built it up or had expectations that it didn't quite meet. So that's on me, I guess. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. Let's let's go to you. What what? Tell me what are yeah. you burning on? What do you want to share? <laughs> well, you know, a first of all, it was weird because I, so I was down in the Bahamas and uh, there was a whole like there was a whole element of like Bahamian politics to the SBF thing, right? You're exactly right. Yeah. They, um, so they got crippled during COVID because their economy was pretty much tourism based. And then with COVID and the shutdowns, the, I mean, the, the government was going broke. And so one of the bureaucrats, this lady uh, saw an opening to kind of become a place for crypto exchanges and crypto companies and so that's what attracted sbf ultimately away from hong kong because there was a lot of risk with the chinese government so they ended up setting up shop in uh in the bahamas yeah the uh the bahamas are fascinating i hadn't been there in a long time actually i was in eleuther a few years ago but hadn't really spent that much time went to a fishing lodge and then we were in the abacos between two different places and like I was talking to all the local, like the fishing guides and some of the bartenders and everything, because the Abacos got crushed by Dorian, that hurricane, four oh, or five yeah. years ago. It just yeah. kind of hung out over the island for like 24 hours. And uh, they were saying like all the relief funds that came in, you know, everything gets routed through Nassau. And then like that island didn't see shit. Like it's just like the corruption and graft is just incredible. So uh, I'll be keen to keen to watch that. Also, something else that happened when I was in the Bahamas uh, t- two guys on our trip, uh, they were arm wrestling oh, God. Yeah. at the oh, fishing lodge, and uh, you know we had we all had a good day. We were we were at a bone fishing lodge, and um, 
two of these guys uh, end up, you know, two of the stronger guys of the group, the strongest guys of the group end up, you know, they were totally tied. One guy was kind of coming back like 20 seconds into this arm wrestling match. Oh. And the one dude's arm just snaps in half above. Oh. <laughs> like, what was that sound all, like? We're all I, I have to imagine. Table. It sounded like a like if you took like a like a like a ruler, like a wooden ruler, and just yeah. like snapped it in half. It was it was awful. It was oh. like one of the oh. worst things ever. So we had to like figure out how to charter him back to the states. It was it was bad. So anyway, but um, I've been reading a lot. Yeah, hit me. What, what, yeah. Uh, oh my god. So actually, Neil's hitters at uh, Columbia reached out via email. The Columbia Global Reports reached out via email with this book. Uh, they said, "Hey, we'd love to send you this book from Ganesh uh, Sitaram Sitaraman called Why Flying Is Miserable and How to Fix It." And it's uh, I'm keen to dig in. He's a law professor. Uh, at Vanderbilt. And it's basically, you know, it's kind of about policy. It's kind of about the FAA. It's kind of about, you know, monopolistic practices, policy failures, all this stuff. So uh, I'm keen to dig in on that one. So I want to shout out the uh, the Columbia folks for taking care of us. You know, maybe maybe that'll get us back or get them back in our good graces. And then, you know what, I'm reading another kind of heavy one called uh, Raising Emotionally Strong Boys. There so we have, go. Um, I have very, uh, very strong-willed, stubborn male, you know, six-year-old and three-year-old, you know, trying to teach them empathy and resiliency and awareness of others and how to be resourceful and all that stuff, you know, and, and kind of understanding their limitations as boys as being very, uh, what do you call it, like, you know, impulsive uh, in that cortex of your brain and trying to kind of minimize yeah. that and, and be more thoughtful and logical. So anyway, that's, that's where I'm at on the, on the, on the reading front. Uh, Good for you. Those are, yeah. those are cool. I, the, the flying book, especially that, that screams, we might have to have the author on at some exactly. point uh, down exactly. the road. Yeah. 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 Actually, you know what, Randy, I've got another one called, called mindset by Carol Dweck. Like she's like a psychologist or psychiatrist. Yeah. I'm like deep in the, uh, you know, deep in the, the self-help books right now <laughs> q <laughs> q4 you know i'm trying to get yeah. into goal setting season i haven't read yeah I've, i just haven't read enough stuff this year and then uh yeah otherwise cooking wise i've been cooking a lot of broccoli hmm. randy freddie and gus my sons they love broccoli shockingly so uh we've been finding every you know any and every re recipe for broccoli that we can and just doing it all sorts of different ways broccoli broccolini you know, trying to lean into the yeah. greens with them and Freddie, Freddie loves cooking with me. So that's cool. And then, uh, yeah, watching, uh, you know, what? I started the Jeter miniseries from last year. What channel? What was on ESPN platforms? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was sitting, sitting there having a beer with a, with a cube, with like this Cuban American guy who was down in Miami when I was in the Bahamas and he's like, we we're talking about the Marlins and Jeter and A-Rod and all this stuff. And he was like, oh, like, have you watched the thing? I was like, no. I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh, it was awesome. Like, it was, it was fascinating. Like, Jeter had this, this like, three-story condo, you know, in, in Manhattan. And 
he would have the guys that he liked from the team over there and they would basically like solve you know solve all the ails of the of the franchise and figure out how to lead and stuff but but also cut out different guys on the team too so <laughs> sick yeah. uh if that's good let me know if that's good i'll, I'll have to watch that yeah yeah, yeah. um the captain. yeah otherwise yeah yeah the captain so. You know what, it, TC, here, I, I neglected to mention, I did make the first uh, pot of chili out here. It, it's oh. officially chili season, and uh, we followed up. It, it was a tradi traditional red chili. But we followed up with, uh, found a white chicken chili recipe. So cooked that up, and um, delicious. Just love chili, any kind of chili. Randy, question for you on the chili front. Have you ever been to uh, Fort Washington chili? In Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, I, I, I think it, it's Mount Washington, maybe right? Is it Mount? Okay, Mount Washington. Yeah, and I'm almost ashamed to say I don't think I have ever been. Nor have I been to Price Hill Chili. There, there's all these little like Cincinnati style chili shops around the city. I think you know, that might be like the Skyline next and Gold Star. Yeah, I think that might be like the next, you know, frontier. It, sorry, Camp Washington. Camp Washington. Okay, yeah. there you go. That is, it's allegedly the best one in the city. They got, I think they yeah. got a James Beard nomination and all sorts of stuff. So, um, yeah, I would, I would be next time I go to Cincinnati, I'm going to get off the beaten path with Skyline and go to some of these independent chili parlors. I love it. I think there's a blue ash chili. There, there's yeah. a handful of them for sure. Yeah, there's, God, I'm, I'm, you know. There's a list right here. There's the Chili Hut in Madeira. I don't know that one. Blue Ash Chili, Pleasant Ridge Chili Restaurant, Chili Time, which is in St. Bernard. Of course, <laughs> don't get Skyline. to St. Bernard very often. <laughs> Camp Washington. Price Hill. Yeah, Chili I've heard Family Price Hill. Yeah, that's a popular one. Gold Star, obviously. Dixie Chili. Um, mm -hmm. that's, in, uh, that's in Newport. Maybe down in Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Empress Chili. I have heard of Empress. I don't know where that is, though. Okay. That looks like it's down kind of southeast of, of Covington and, and everything. Okay. So, yeah. You know, it's like it's like Neil's, Neil's father-in-law. He does, uh, he's on a mission to, to eat at every hot dog stand in the state of New That's Jersey. Right. That's right. He, reviews he was pretty up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he rides around on his motorcycle and does that. It's awesome. Like, I love shit hobby. like that. Yeah, what a great weekend hobby. Get out of the house, just, you know, a little QT by yourself. Go yeah. ride somewhere, have a hot dog, go back. That's it's wonderful. Awesome. Uh, anything else we've been watching, listening? No, I'm just... <sighs> NBA season kicked off. Been watching some NBA ball. How are your um, Kings doing? Oh, my God. They just got their asses kicked down in Houston. <laughs> they, they played two games in three nights, and the Rockets crushed them. I actually think the Rockets look The Rockets good might be too. spry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with Ime Aduk Adoko as the new coach. Yeah, I was I was pretty impressed. De'Aaron Fox yeah. turned his ankle, so he wasn't playing for yeah. the Kings. So they were they were down down Fox, but whew. Yeah, you know what? I was out in I was out in Tulsa and uh the city shut down at 7 30 and everybody just turned on the Thunder game. Thunder big out there. It was it was massive. So I got to see some Chet. Got to see some. Uh, who's the kid from Kansas City, or from uh, Kansas? Uh from Kansas. Oh, yeah. not Shea Gilgis. 
No, the the other guy. Their other big. Why am I drawing a blank on that? TC from Kansas. Uh, Josh Giddy. He's oh. from Kansas, right? I thought he's from idiot. Australia. <laughs> Maybe he's from Australia. I don't think he played uh, college basketball. I think he's, he's from, from Australia. Australia. I don't know why. Yeah. He's from Kansas. Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel better. I'm like, who's from Kansas on that team? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's. he's he looks like he could be Kansas. from Kansas, though. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Poosh just claimed him. Maybe his <laughs> maybe maybe his club down in Melbourne is one of Poosh's Poosh's yeah. clubs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well let's uh well who's our other let's let's do our other ad read and then we'll get into some monitoring and yeah. all the other fun stuff here. Randy, did you see the video that H and B put out about their Scottish cashmere sweater? I gosh, I sheepishly, no pun, I did not. <laughs> Well, How you, long you ago was it? Uh, it was recent. It just came out like, yeah. a week ago. Yeah. So I would okay. seek that out. This is a very okay. expensive piece. All right. Like this. And it's only, they're only doing it online. This is like a, it's the, it's the barrack sweater. It's from a renowned Scottish cashmere mill. Mm. It's one of those things where, you know, it's investing in a quality piece is a good long-term play. It's expensive up front, but pays off down the line. One of the purveyors right. over in Scotland said, fundamentally, it's a piece of knitwear, but it can be a friend for 20 years, is a quote from the video. It kind of stuck with me. So, yeah, it's a, it's, I don't know. It's awesome. I've got one on order. I'm, I'm excited to get it in. And, you know, I would recommend everybody go to holdernessandborn.com. You can also visit them, hbgolf.com. They've been a great supporter of ours this year. They've got uh, their fall line in, a lot of, you know, very understated colors, the, you know, kind of the maroons, the navies, uh, some grays, some light blues, all sorts of good stuff there. And again, that's hbgolf.com. You can get 15% off there with code NLU15. And we got a bunch of that new stuff in our shop as well, but uh, perfect time of year for it. it makes awesome gifts. I think a lot of their stuff is probably better off not logoing it. I think it's so kind of high end and upscale and just stuff you can wear to the office or the Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas Eve or whatever, um, where you know you don't want to clutter it up with a logo. So hbgolf.com cannot recommend their stuff enough. It's awesome for kind of the fall layering season. Beautiful. You know, and you're so right about those expensive pieces if they're high quality they're not really expensive right you're you're, yeah. you're paying yeah it might seem like a lot but if, if it'll last for 15 20 years that's i mean that's about as cheap as it gets really that's a bargain yeah like like i have issues with their stuff where i i, I still have all the original stuff we ever did with them like five or six years ago and then my mother-in-law comes in and she's like all right well you've gotten all this new stuff you know, we got to give, we got to give some other stuff. I'm like, I don't want to, <laughs> like, this is like my favorite piece. I've had it for five or six years. It's in the rotation. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks to H and B wonderful partners. Check them out. Uh, all right, TST, we got a bunch of stuff we're monitoring. Let's just, what, what should we do? Let's start at the top here. Where, <laughs> I think where right going? off the top, man, you sent this over Liberty university. Oh my God. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're staring down the barrel of a, like a 35 or $40 million fine, which I think the, the yeah. largest to date has been like for, I think, violating the Clary Act. 
which is all about you know crime and sexual assault reporting on campuses. I think the next closest was like a three million dollar fine. So like we're in uncharted territory here. Yeah, uh, the Michigan State systematic failure around Larry Nasser got them a four and a half million dollar fine. This is this could be ten times that for Liberty. This was a New York Times op ed piece by david french it was october 22nd it's called the worst scandal in american higher education isn't in the ivy league so i know we talk a lot of shit about columbia but this is this is a whole new ball game tc french says uh he 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 argues that the moral collapse at liberty university in virginia may well be the most consequential education scandal in the united states not simply because the details themselves are shocking and appalling, but because Liberty's misconduct both symbolizes and contributes to the crisis engulfing Christian America. It embodies a cultural and political approach that turns Christian theology on its head. Listen, I, you know, and all apologies to Bob Sturm. He's a Liberty grad. You know, I, He's I a flame. Yeah, but it sounds like Liberty, tons of sexual assault instances on campus being reported by their students in the school essentially doing nothing covering it up not following up or it's penalizing just, the people who reported them for, yes you know being at a party when it happened or violations of the honor code and you know who knows it's, how many weren't reported because because they were you know handling them that way so it has all the feel of like a bad religious cult like that's, I just can't help but thinking about Liberty University like that. It, it just gives yeah. me the creeps. You know, your guy Hugh Freeze coming out of there. <laughs> your guy Jerry uh, Falwell Jr. Uh, it's uh, bad. So anyway, folks can yeah. read about that, and I, I hope I hope they're fully fully punished uh, by the I, who would it be the Department of Education, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, which speaking of like moral moral collapse, Jackson Mahomes, we continue to monitor this. He's he's he has infiltrated. He's figured out his way into the handshake between Brittany Mahomes and and your girl Taylor Swift. And listen, I've I've said I, I've voiced my concern to some of the bigger Taylor Swift fans in my life, and I said I, I am shocked that her people are going to allow her to be caught, you know, doing handshakes with Jackson Mahomes. I, I just cannot fathom or being being in the same like right general vicinity within within five hundred yards of Jackson Mahomes. Like truly, I, I don't I I don't know what her people I don't know what she I mean she has to take responsibility. It's not just her people. It seems like such a self-inflicted wound for her right now. I mean, she was on top of the world coming out of that concert. I, I just don't understand why it's necessary to sit up in the box with them. It's crazy. She should have her own box, you know. Just yeah. you know, yeah, you can't be hanging out with Brittany Mahomes. It's bad, Randy. It's bad. I'm really, really disappointed. And, Me too. Uh, Me too. So I heard rumblings that her one of her main kind of handlers security guys was ex Mossad and he and he went back to Israel to kind of handle some shit yeah back there so that that may be playing in as well there's a there's a Taylor Swift 
tie into the conflict in the Middle East. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Randy, in, in, you know, I don't want to say lighter news because this is devastating as well, but I guess apple picking season just totally wiped off the map up in upstate New York. What happened? Was it weather? Eight straight weekends of rain. Oh, my gosh. Which, you know, as you know, they, they, they could use some of that rain down in Panama Canal. You know, we're monitoring that down there. Uh, also, I, I had some people in the DMs giving me trouble about uh, referring to the Hudson Valley as the Hudson River Valley. They're both, they're both correct. You know, the Hudson Valley, Hudson River Valley, those are interchangeable. I can, I'm certainly at liberty to, to refer to it as such. No so. apology. Yeah, get out of here with that. That yeah. seems like a technicality anyway, even if it was improper. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we, we, we may need to check in with Neil, see if he did any apple picking up there. I know when we were up there this summer, we went uh, picking raspberries, blueberries. It's delightful. It's so fun. My yeah. thoughts go out to all those orchards up there. Apple picking's good. I remember doing that as a kid. Uh, and also makes me think of the it's unfortunately it's fake, but remember the the tweet with Kawhi Leonard about going to dinner one time and pulling out his apples, just saying <laughs> apple time. I don't think I ever saw apple that. time. Oh come on, you have it's, <laughs> no. it's one of the best. I mean, it's up there with crab rangoon, <laughs> things of that nature. <laughs> one the one of him, God, what was the one where he's 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 like, I don't even know where you're sitting at. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he starts laughing. It, I have no, I've never, never seen that one. Oh my god! Uh, the the tweet said, uh, "I'll just read the tweet." <laughs> Keep in mind, this is totally fabricated. But the tweet it made it sound like a reported, like you know, like an NBA basketball beat writer or something reported it. But I'm, I'm quoting the tweet. It said, "Wow, with the Spurs." Kawhi was known for his love of red apples. One time after practice, everyone decided to go out for a team dinner. When it was his turn to order, Kawhi waved off the waiter and instead pulled out a bag of 12 apples. Coach Popovich asked what he was doing, and Kawhi simply replied, apple time, apple time. <laughs> he then ate all 12 apples with a knife and fork. And that was the tweet. He finally, I guess he denied it finally on like the Jimmy Kimmel show, but it like for a while people were like, holy shit, Kawhi, he's the weirdest guy ever. Um, but unfortunately it's not true. Uh, I always think of Apple time. I think Gustav, time. my younger one, he loves he loves apples. I bought like a bag of like eight apples at the store the other day. He ate three of them last night. <laughs> he's, and he, like he refuses, like he's so he's so weird. He refuses to like wear anything except for football jerseys or spider-man costume so like every day of school like he wears like a trevor lawrence jersey he wears a gardner Minshew jersey he wears a christian Kirk jersey and not only does he wear the jersey i have to call him like i can't call him gustav or gus or goose <laughs> he's like no dada my name is christian kirk or my name is trevor like he makes me call him whoever jersey he's wearing do his teachers and friends have to do that do you think I don't know. He's he's been getting in trouble at school lately too. So <laughs> that's wonderful. Uh, uh, so all right, what D, else we got? Daddy, Daddy D, D. D. wearing lifts. Yeah. What do you What do you think? What's the What's the word down in Florida? I think he is. Sure. It seems, it seems like a safe assumption. Yeah. I mean, Daddy D. His his campaign's going nowhere, right? It kind of feels that way. 
Has saw he been the just governor, totally neutered? The governor of Iowa just just uh, just endorsed him a couple days ago, which, hmm. which was strange. Uh, your your girl Nikki Haley seems to be making some some big gains. What's she doing? I saw I oh. saw her I saw her quote about uh, talking about the Department of Defense. Oh, we, she she said, I, what did she say? She flipped it. She said, we, we should have a department of offense or something. <laughs> she said, uh, quote, I'm tired of talking about a department of defense. I want a department of offense, Nikki. Hell yeah. Cedar Rapids. That sounds like a football so. coach. <laughs> um, I think we have a GOP presidential debate coming up some somewhat soon. I need DT I, involved in those, though. Yeah, I don't think DT is going to be. They're, they're below. They're beneath DT. I guess DT yesterday he was in his civil trial and the judge was the judge had to tell his his attorney to 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 get control of his client. So this isn't a political rally. <laughs> so, oh God. Uh, uh I got nothing on the YSL front. It's been super quiet here of late. Um I do want to circle back. Yeah, maybe a little bit too quiet. Uh I do want to circle back. Our guy the huntsman's been been cooking a little bit lately you know just on yeah he has different geopolitical stuff stuff in the in the asia pacific theater he was so early on some of the the stuff with you know china like chinese government affiliated corporations buying up land near air force bases and military installations you know just yeah he's a you know i don't agree with everything he says but he's a he's a good follow He's, he's an interesting follow for sure. Yeah. And he was super early. Where is that? Like the Dakotas or something? Yeah. He's, yeah. These like data processing centers owned by Chinese companies and they just happen to be next door to like, you know, US Army and Air Force. Some pretty important yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Like a nuclear yeah. weapons. And I think there was another one. Your girl, uh, the Hawk, uh, said thanks, but no thanks to, uh, I think some 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 Chinese company bought a bunch of land next to I don't know if it was military or like some sort of agriculture, you know, mm. research facility. She's like, yeah, like seeds are technology. So I know you're a big fan of the Huck. I think we all celebrate the Huck, of course. <laughs> yeah, nobody, you know, who's nobody's a bigger fan of the Huck than THG. <laughs> yeah. THG absolutely loves the Huck. Speaking uh, of THG, it sounds like the uh, Cincinnati FC is is balling right now yeah they just won their first round playoff match they they were the best team in the league this year thc wouldn't know any of this he 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 claims to be a soccer fan but he he doesn't follow his own hometown team he, he's the worst but fc i think they're gonna probably play philadelphia in the semi the conference semis but yeah it's been fun really good team and cincinnati uh, is like they are they've they really made a yeah, they've they've really made an impact on the city. It's a wonderful stadium. They damn near sell it out just about every game. It's it's pretty cool. Nice. Um Randy, this guy is he's gotta be your worst your worst nightmare. You see this? It was it was in the New York Times. Uh Javier Malay, a far right libertarian, might soon be Argentina's next president. He credits his cloned four-legged children. He has five cloned dogs that are that are named uh conan murray milton robert and lucas 
I haven't I haven't really read up on this guy. It, had, do we know anything about this guy? Like why what makes him popular? Why did he need to get five clone dogs? Like I, I just don't know anything about this. I think they're they're all cloned after his uh you know, like he doesn't have they're all mastiffs, calls them his children. Uh this guy's very eccentric. He's trying to replace the Argentinian currency with the US dollar. Wants to eliminate their central bank, some other things, which Sorry, you know, I'm given their reading, he uh, this one article, an, quote, an aggressive and colorful campaign ranging ranging from pledging to burn down the central bank to wielding a chainsaw at rallies to symbolize his plans to slash spending. Yeah, he uh, he's he's uh, he said his dog Conan, named after Conan the Barbarian, uh, saved his life. He spent numerous Christmases alone with Conan when he felt abandoned by others. So he so he had Conan cloned in an, in a laboratory in upstate New York, uh, oh. maybe near some of those some of those apple orchards that are that, are, that may go belly up. Uh, so Conan's dead. Conan died in 2017. Conan died he, like a dog. So he has yeah, four. He so, died. so it's now four. So he's yeah, so got Murray, he's, Milton, Robert, and Lucas. Yeah, and Milton's named after Milton Friedman, of course. And uh, yeah, they're all clones of Conan. He, I guess he paid fifty thousand uh, dollars to clone Conan after his death in twenty seventeen. Listen, I didn't know this was such a big, a big thing. I guess Barbara Streisand owns two clones of of her dog, uh, Barry Diller. I think he's what the Starwood Capital guy. He's he and Diane von Furstenberg, the, the designer, have three clones of their Jack Russell Terriers. No, Maybe I should get a clone that, of Julius Peppers. That would be cool. And name him like Miles Garrett or, or you know, or <laughs> Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I That would be funny. I like that. Oh, we'll, we'll have to man. keep our eye on this Argentina situation for sure. Yeah, he said he he got a he got an email in 2014, or he sent an email to this guy in 2014, Worcester Polytechnic in- Institute for 1,200 bucks. He sent a sample of Conan's tissue up there. He used that tissue to grow to grow cells full of Conan's DNA and then cryogenically freeze them. So he still got more tissue, you know, up there. So there could be more more clones. So okay, all it's right, crazy. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else we got? You're on Vandersloot. Confessed. Confessed. I know. But this wasn't a murder trial, right? Like they can't charge them. Something about. Yeah, I think there was some sort, or, some sort yeah. of agreement that, you know, just trying to bring closure. But yeah, just, you know, I remember we were down there a couple years after that. I felt so bad for the people of Aruba. It was like mm-hmm. this dickhead Dutch kid that really didn't have anything to do with the island or the people there and, and you know could have happened anywhere right yeah and inflicted yeah. a bunch of bunch of damage and reputational harm to what's what's otherwise i i love aruba i think it's a great place and people not people to mention really. given a bad name to slenderman vandersloot is which is, is he super not tall? appreciated oh yeah he's a slenderman really yeah he is Dutch. They're known for their being six tall. five. Six five? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. He's a unit. Never knew that. Huh. Yeah. 
Let's see here. I saw the, the, this guy known for faking heart attacks to get out of paying at restaurants. <laughs> Got nabbed for the 20th time. This guy's like, <laughs> he just does like this, so this whole sh show of. So stupid. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he, he's Lithuanian. This is, this is per uh, Complex, website Complex, uh, by Trace William Cohen. But yeah, he's all over uh, Spain. He's just he just ducks out. He fakes a heart attack. He does the whole whole kitten caboodle thing there, and uh, he claims he needs to go to the hotel that, room to retrieve money. Uh, and then you know. yeah, that seems like fetish behavior or something to me. That's that's just not. I don't know. No um, thanks. You have all right. Have you ever like forgotten your wallet? Uh Yes, knock on wood, it hasn't happened in a long time, but yeah, it's the worst feeling when like you leave it somewhere, yeah, it's awful. I've had a few lately where like you know i'll be I'll be at dinner, I'll be like solo with with the kids, and then like Gustav has to go to the bathroom, and then I'm like, oh shit, well, like all right, I gotta leave my phone and my hat on the table so they know I didn't duck out oh, on the check like I'm still, oh, I'm still I here, see. I see, I see, yeah. yeah. No, that hasn't happened to me in a while. Oh, um, Siri just popped up on my computer. Um, Brady, I had something the other day. What's the the music app Shazam? Mm -hmm. Or like tell you, I don't have Shazam on my phone. I don't have the app. I've never downloaded it before. I just got a random Shazam notification the other day. Check it out. Apple bought Shazam. Shazam is embedded in every iPhone TC. So do, do you think I just said something to Siri? Where Maybe. Like if, if you say, if, if you are, like you can, you can go, hey Siri, who sings this? And it will fire up essentially Shazam and tell you. Interesting. Um, so I wonder yeah. if it was close to some, I mean, it had to be something like that where Siri yeah. thought you were asking it to identify a song. Interesting. You know what? Everybody's listening all the time. I've just accepted of that. Yes, yeah. there's no yeah. doubt. There's no doubt. Uh, Randy, I got a couple more quick hitters for you. All right, uh, hit me. Neil's guy, Eric Adams. I saw that his fundraising chief got raided. Uh, I think by I don't think I think by the FBI potentially for you know investigation into foreign money and, and undisclosed contributions to his campaign. He seems like a real character. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not, but absolutely. <laughs> uh, big Gar city, your big guy city bi yeah. sorry, big city mayors are just weird. They're just weird people. Totally, totally. Well, it's like the perfect intersection between, like, you can be a normal citizen and kind of run for office without, you know, having to have all this special interest money. Like, you know, it's kind of like the last bastion of lo local politics, like the where some rando or some like you can just run for city council beyond that for a term or two and then run for mayor i mean randy you know all about this cincinnati's had some corrupt ass mayors <laughs> exactly it seems like every mayor of every decent to big size city is either corrupt they're weird they're they're just yeah they're full of weird people oh bill campbell the he was the not not the columbia not the the departed columbia Steve Jobs confidant. He he passed away a couple of years ago. He was a big Columbia donor. But Bill Campbell, the former mayor of Atlanta, 
went to I think federal prison for a while. He was the mayor when I was growing up. Bad, bad, bad guy. I mean, Jerry Springer was the mayor of Cincinnati. <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah. Did he die recently? Yeah, he yeah. He died earlier this year, I believe. I feel like a lot of a lot of people are dying this year. <laughs> yeah, man. It's tough. Um, we'll get to Bob Knight here in a few. Uh Garth Brooks. I saw he's he's releasing his new album, uh, Time Traveler, exclusively in Bass Pro Shops. That's so awesome. What a great fit. <laughs> Have you ever Randy, are you a big Bass Pro Shop guy? No, I'm not. I don't think I've ever stepped foot in one. Have you, you ever been to a Cabela's? I don't think I've ever been inside a Cabela's. Like if you want to talk about just not my scene, it's <laughs> hunting and fishing. I like nothing wrong with that. God bless you know, I know that's a lot of people's things. It's just not my thing. You should go uh the the Cabela's headquarters, I think, is in eastern Colorado or like northwestern. It's like right on the border, like northwestern yeah. Nebraska. Drove by it uh a couple months ago. Uh, out in the middle of nowhere. So I, I mean I don't think I will, but it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm you know what? I'm getting deeper and deeper into the fishing. Scene. I would it's do just, fly fishing. Yeah. It's so nice down here too. Like this time of year, fishing in the fall, like on the intercoastal, kind of inshore stuff or near offshore stuff down here. But yeah, the bone fishing was freaking awesome too. That's sweet. There's a woman down in Australia suspected of, of killing three people with toxic mushrooms. Uh, that she basically laced a beef Wellington. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know three people died. I apologize for laughing, but uh, she laced a beef Wellington with toxic mushrooms. Yeah, she's she's been known to do this. They finally caught her. That's that's psychotic. I mean, <laughs> no pun you, you intended. Gotta, I know you got to be cold blooded to do something like that. I think. Yeah, truly. And you said she had done it before. I mean, it's it's almost the perfect crime, but it sounds like yeah. she couldn't help herself. Yeah. Uh, I, I set up a, uh, a news alert for orcas with Google News. <laughs> yes. Sure enough, this week, got a note. They, they basically sank some Polish tour boat off the coast of Morocco this week. They're, they're organizing, man happened again they're smart i know they're smart i we need to figure out a way to communicate with the whales can we do that i feel like we can communicate with the dolphins yeah we can maybe use them as an intermediary i, I continue to say putting orcas in captivity is like or any whale is among the cruelest things and i know some yeah. people say oh randy there there's good stuff they uh, maybe but it just seems on the whole not good Really, Randy, you can find community with Jim Ursay on that. He's, he, he he hates it, right? All yeah, zoos are just like he's water. Like, he's relocated a bunch from like he's done a bunch of good work on that front. Relocated a bunch him. from stuff. Yeah, he's got a pretty pretty varied set of interests. Some of them very good though. So. The the thing that documentary was it Blackfish? That's what really yeah. sealed the deal for me. Doesn't uh doesn't Blackstone who owns I think Blackstone Group owns SeaWorld. That sounds right. right? I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's some yeah, that uh, that does sound right. You know, Poosh uh, doesn't eat octopus. Yeah, I because know. Because he it, says it they're they're so highly guilty. sentient. Yeah. 
I know. He watched that my octopus teacher. I love I love octopus. It's like I, one of my favorite things to cook. I know. And every time it's ordered, I get a little pang of guilt. I know. Because I think of Mr. P. Um last thing I had just you know, I got a little space segment here, but realtor fees. You see this? Potentially what? like in doubt, going away. Uh, yeah. Well, TC, as somebody who's never owned a home, I <laughs> This is an area I just don't know that much about. Can it, like, is this a huge deal? Why is this a huge deal? Can you educate me a little bit? Well, I mean, like, yeah, you, know, you got to pay what three and a half percent to the buying agent, three and a half percent to the selling agent. There's somebody's argued, I think that I don't know if this was federal court that or appeals court or whatever that there was essentially a you know restraint of trade or a, or a monopoly or a you know like a cartel, the national real. You know, Realtors Association that's essentially agreed to keep the realtor fees at seven percent. You know, and, and so nobody really comes off of that. So it could revolutionize the home buying, home selling market here. It's you know anti-competitive practices. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm down. Yeah. I mean, you know, how, Randy, how like I- this this could be really good news for you when you do buy a home because it <laughs> yeah. could save you like tens of thousands of dollars. You know, now granted, I'm sure, but I think it would also make it to where the best realtors could probably command more. The worst realtors, you know, probably a lot less. Well, then I think that's good, right? Introduce some real competition and make it a true market. I'm sure there's some downsides that we're not talking about, but, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just a few tidbits from space. We'll probably do, you know, Q1 to, to catch Please. up with our guy, Mr. Dupes. But uh, there was a mysterious fast radio burst that traveled 8 billion years to reach Earth. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Wow. That was interesting. Yeah. Don't know what it means. Don't, yeah. you know, they say it's happened a little bit or I, I don't know. It seemed like it wasn't like a once in a lifetime thing, but makes you think. Yeah. Uh, there's an asteroid that I guess we sent some probe out to, and this asteroid has a moon orbiting it. That's pretty sick. Which is sick. Yeah. My moon's got a moon. Yeah. And then, uh, and then speaking of the moon, the moon is 40 million older, sorry, 40 million years older than we thought. KVV sent that over. But that was pretty huh. cool. So <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Randy, you, your girl, Emily on, Twitter had this great thread and I went to go pull it up. It's since been deleted. Oh my God. (laughs) I have the first tweet at least, but it was a long, it just, I don't know how I even came upon this, but it's it's one of those just sick positions. I shared it with the group. I'm like, more people need to be giving takes like this. Yeah. Emily, Emily, whatever in Montreal, I'll quote her now. Ecocide and the climate collapse are predicated on the bourgeois romantic concept of nature, which is reified in national parks and performed by the bourgeois practice bourgeois, bourgeois. bourgeois practice of hiking. To hike is to accelerate the climate collapse by reinforcing its conceptual arsenal. Like, that's so sick. <laughs> I've been on a couple hikes this fall, TC. I didn't know I was uh, reinforcing and accelerating climate collapse. God, that's a sick take. Uh, dude, Ray, she got Ray, absolutely like, flamed in that Twitter thread, too. 
I can't imagine if that was the first tweet of a big series of of tweets, like how how far ranging and, and yeah dystopian that got. But I think that's going to be one of my big, uh, you know, in a in a direct repudiation of 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 Emily from Montreal. It's going to be one of my big passions or, or goals for 2024 is outdoor trips. I like it was like total back to nature when I was down in the Bahamas. Like this is awesome. This is fucking yeah. sweet. And yeah, you know, it was uh yeah, very uh kind of reinvigorated. I want to go on like a backcountry canoe trip at some that point. Would be, that would be really cool. Yeah. So anyway. What else we got? Should we do I got a couple of airline things, not much. I know we went probably too heavy on that last time. I got some sports <laughs> stuff too. <laughs> so we we get some people absolutely hate the airline stuff because it's like, hey, I don't really ever fly. Some people love it if they're flying a lot for their work. Sure. Do we talk a lot about airlines? Of course we do because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do want to shout out the Tulsa airport was good. You know, shout out to them. Uh, there was an Alaska Airlines pilot, I guess, who shroomed out of his mind. Just charged out of with like gourd. 80 counts of, of attempted murder. Uh, he tried to, you know, tried to crash the plane, shut off. I guess. Or, yeah, shut yeah off he was the, like trying to shut off the engines mid-flight. And then they kind of like calmly escorted him out of the cockpit. Um, That's scary. Yeah, yeah. He was just like flying in the jump seat. In other co-pilot, you know, cockpit news there's a former delta pilot threatened to shoot the captain multiple <laughs> times if the flight was diverted for a passenger emergency uh i don't know i guess why the guy was strapped like the guy was strapped in the cockpit i guess that's like an air marshal program it yeah. seems seems like you know a lot yeah. Um, yeah i mean can you imagine if it was the flight where the lady had the diarrhea up the aisle <laughs> guys like you do not turn around this plane do not turn around this plane god that'd be a tough spot i think they should do a movie about that lady <laughs> and then getting back on the next flight i know <laughs> what an unbelievable unbelievable story uh another delta news uh ingrid lindblad the number one women's amateur in the world her bag was stolen from from orlando airport last month they sent it on a previous flight it was not good not good. No, it's so not good. To, you know, call that out. Um, did you see the the Air Asia CEO posted a picture of himself shirtless. <laughs> you see I absolutely did not at an no. office table doing a conference call. Uh, he received immense immense backlash. I, did, I actually didn't follow up on it to see kind of. Yeah, Tony Fernandez was his name. <laughs> I'm pulling it up now. God, that is sick. Yeah, just getting uh, worked on mid meeting. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah, I didn't mind it. I'm not all that familiar with Air Asia. You know, in other Delta news, we did have a bunch more people reaching out that they've flown on those Delta, the Lion Air, you know, mm. planes that they bought. Really, really bad. Really bad. So really bad. They need to get them retrofitted. We, we have we have concerns with our with Delta. You know, I think it's something we're just going to have to keep monitoring into 2024. Yeah. I'm flying from Atlanta to Raleigh tomorrow evening, and I'm on a seven, the shitbox 717 as well, I think. Um, I'm going Delta to Cincinnati this weekend. Okay. So I'll have to let you know how that, it is. That, I'm, I'm that's your normal Delta, Delta to Cincinnati and then United back based on schedule. Yeah, but I got to go 
delta both ways because uh, girlfriend and i are going we're using a i have a use it or lose it companion pass that's going to expire oh. at the end of the year so yeah flying back through detroit it will be a treat yeah. to see the detroit oh, airport again love that place love that place Grady, i think that's the first time you've ever acknowledged that you have a girlfriend no, I think I've done it a couple times because she listens and she'll be like, "Oh my god, you 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 mentioned it." And I'll be like, "Ah, oh, yeah." I I didn't know if it was taboo or you were you were trying to like no you know, protect I mean, her identity or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm protecting her identity. No, I just I just I don't know. I don't really feel comfortable talking about that stuff a lot, but I'm trying to change. I'm trying to get better. <laughs> uh, do you want to say anything about the Delta? You know, in in the wake of the last trap draw, Ed Bastian sent out a lengthy email about them changing their. They got back down on all their medallions. They got back down hard. Yeah, I mean it's good. What is what a public relations disaster? Seems like a big own goal. Um, yeah, I'm thinking long and hard. TC, my my personal Delta Reserve Amex. I, I'm just thinking. I it just makes more sense to convert that over to United being here in Denver. So. It may be so long to Delta for me. I don't know. It'd be such an end of an era, though. I, I just, part of me can't bring myself to do it. I have a ton of loyalty to him, but Ed, Ed's got to clean his, he's got to clean his shit up a little bit. We, we need to see more from our friends at Delta, quite yeah. honestly. The Tom Pretty Brady arrogant. stuff. Yeah, yeah, just a lot of stuff where it's like, come on, guys, what are we doing? Yeah, some bad, uh, I don't know, just some bad like messaging as well. You know, they, I got like three emails from him on this. He said they went too far. Da 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 da. Just, just some tone deafness. So yeah, yeah. Um, anything else? Yeah, uh, Randy, I sent you the 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 United earnings call from you know Q from Q three. Get on board, man. Get on the rocket ship. We're coming. Scott Kirby. I had a great. I had a great experience flying to and from DFW for the NIT. Have to say. Yeah, smooth. It's only going to get better. New planes landing every week. Yeah, yeah. So, so. flew a flew a Airbus A three nineteen home. You know, I love those Airbuses. What's oh, your favorite? You you love yeah. that airframe, Randy? Yeah, got in got in a minute early, and I'll even shout out Denver Airport. The bags were up, lickety split. It was a great experience. Yeah, solid. You know, I'd be remiss. Our American flight did get in early from. Uh, from DFW, but, um, you know, and we had a delightful flight attendant. So I got to give, I got to praise progress there. Uh, also sure. I think jet blues in big, big trouble. If this, if this merger with spirit doesn't go through, like they might just have to declare bankruptcy. It's, it's bad. So that seems like they've, yeah. If, what happened really to them? Screwed the push over the last decade. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and then yeah, American cutting all sorts of flights out of Austin. Their their whole strategy there just wiped out. So big. Any any reaction to the World Series? Do you want to shout um, out big big Texas Rangers? Cody was so happy. I, I I'm honestly good for Texas for getting their first World Series. You know, I I I thought it was on the whole an enjoyable postseason. Uh, I would have liked a little bit more drama on the whole in the World Series. I love Game 7s. I think Game 7 of a World Series specifically doesn't get much better than that. But we got, a, we got some Game 7s in the, in, the, uh, in the League Championship Series. So, yeah, I don't know. Not, not a ton to say. Corey Seager, really good. 
really good baseball player. Uh, Garcia obviously had himself a postseason. Don't have Bruce much to Bochy. add beyond that, TC. Bruce Bochy, oh, like Boch. maybe, yeah, maybe he should be a Ryder Cup captain. Yeah, exactly. We want to talk about people who are like successful, leading multiple different groups of athletes. I, I'm right there with you. If if we want to get serious about this Ryder Cup stuff, like we don't need to make Steve Stricker or Jim Furyk or you know, God bless those guys. But let's bring in Bruce Bochy. See how that goes. Amen. Amen. Uh, do you want to address the the Joey Votto? I do. I do. Was very sad. I, I I think I'm not surprised that the so the Reds officially declined Joey Votto's 2024 option for 20 million dollars. That was not surprising to me. I think what what saddened me was in the announcement declining the option. They really didn't leave much optimism that they would work to bring Joey back on a reduced you know one year contract next year. That's always been my hope. I think there's a spot for him as a part-time first baseman, part-time DH, lefty bat on the bench. I, I'm just not ready for the world yet where Joey's in a different uniform. I, I think going to the Blue Jays would be the least traumatic for me. Like I get it. If he wants to spend a year up in his hometown of Toronto, cool. There are certain teams, like I said yesterday, like a nightmare scenario would be the Cubs sign him like i i i don't think he would do that i hope he wouldn't do that but man that he would did that he would really be suck. like fucking dead to me yeah like, i i do up. think i do think the reds i just don't think they handled this as well as they could have and i say that because they had to have known they weren't going to pick up the option i mean shit they probably knew at the beginning of the season right like i i just feel like there is a way to for them to just be the adults be upfront about it and then, I, I listen, I don't know if Joey wanted a big farewell tour in Cincinnati, but I do think the fans, and, and I do think whether he wanted it or not, he, he deserved a little bit more of like some closure and, and to let people come out and, and say thanks. And so th it's disappointing for me to, to have kind of a news dump Saturday statement from the GM. Um, uh, it just doesn't sit right with me. I I. I just don't love ownership of the Reds. I, I I think it's a bit Mickey Mouse. You think uh, he wants to play every day? They just told him, "Hey, that's not a that's not a possibility here." I think he I, I think he'd like to try to play every day. I, I think he feels healthy. You know, coming into this past year, he had no spring training. Well, he did have a spring training, but he didn't have a normal like start of the season. He didn't really play until June because he was trying to strengthen his shoulder, which had been operated on. I think he thinks, hey, I'm 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 somewhat healthy. Would love to see definitively what I've got in the tank. And so, if he can at least compete for a starting job, it sounds like the Reds didn't even want to let him compete to be the starting first baseman. They have this 23 year old kid that had a pretty good rookie year, but not totally sold on. I guess um, it kind Christian of stings because it seems like the first time that they've had a really good chance of like, hey, we have a great core. We could augment it with some free right. agents and you could win here. And like we get to the postseason and we could send you out, right? I'm like, yeah. he's not going to be a part of that. Seems like no. a weird They weird wasted deal. so many years of... How much did they pay him prime. over like 10 years or 12 years or whatever? He's got, listen, he's made a ton of money. I think somewhere in the neighborhood of 225 to 250 million over his career as a Cincinnati Red. 
That's so much money. The thing that's crazy is with the Reds now have, I believe they have three million of of guaranteed committed salary in twenty twenty four. Like three? Three million. Yeah. On the books for twenty twenty four. It's, I mean, it's bonkers. So part of me is like, they absolutely could afford to, like, is it an overspend at $20 million for Joey Votto? Absolutely. At this stage of his career. Absolutely. Do they have like crazy controllable stuff for the next five or six years? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 But they're going to have to spend money on some people. Like they spent so much bad money last year. And I'm sure they're going to spend a lot of stupid money this year. I'd rather go to Votto than, you know, a couple washed up pitchers and who knows what else. Solly was telling me that uh, a lot of the good prospects or you know recently elevated guys last year are, are Boris clients. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I feel like Boris. I feel like the stigma around Boris has really subsided over the last several years, though. Don't you? I, I feel like you don't hear him well, like I, as I'm just saying as far as, as like he doesn't do the Braves thing or the the thing where like they you know you buy out the rest of your controllable years for. And like you know, a year or two of free a agency. A couple of year of free agency. Like he doesn't yeah. do that. He's okay. Like, you know, get to free agency as soon as possible and get your payday. Yeah. I mean, as a fan, yeah, I guess that kind of stinks. I put myself in the player's position. Sure, that's their that's their right. I don't know. I think Solly's first of all, the Reds have most of these guys for another five years at least. Like that's such yeah. a long time. I, I think it's we don't need to worry about that quite yet. Yeah. Any any reaction to the Craig Council news? I know DJ was was forlorn and distraught about that. Yeah, I, I had some respect for Craig Council. I just I hate the Cubs and him going from the Brewers to the Cubs. I guess I guess it's kind of a middle finger at Brewers ownership. Which listen, I I don't really know, but yeah, I mm, choosing to go to Chicago. Not my thing. Makes him very hateable to yeah. me. And he was kind of already hateable anyway. Like that, a little bit, a little yeah. bit. What's, what's your uh, Michigan football? What's your Connor uh, Stallions? I love it. I remember when this thing came out. It was like the, it was like the Somalian Pirates or the the MH three seventy. Like I knew exactly like when this when this story first started percolating. I'm like, oh, this is gonna get really interesting. A big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean. I don't know. I'm almost rooting for Michigan at this point, just because I hate the rest of the Big Ten so much. And Ryan Day is such a bitch, of like you know, and tattled on him. Of of you know, like I, I kind of want Michigan to just thumb everybody noses at I, it. I know, but at the same time, it's like okay, the Michigan and their fans have to quit acting holier than thou. Like that's that's, that's the trade off. That's right? their whole brand, though. Exactly. So it's like well, you got to pick one or the other. You know, either we need to punish you very severely and you can, you know, we can say, ah, just one time and you can go back to that. Or if they do get away, then Michigan fans have to own it. It's just so sick how like brazen and careless and clumsy it was. And like this guy's like a Navy, like a Marine or went to the Naval Academy. Like you would think he'd be a little bit more careful about buying the tickets under his own name or. Was dying to read the manifesto he wrote, the 500-page <laughs> Michigan football manifesto. Which, you know, I mean, I could see this thing, because I do think, like, it, it does set a dangerous precedent. You got a new Big Ten president in there 
I was reading something. The Athletic's been killing it lately. Like they crush it on stories like this, you know, where they, they track some porn, stuff. Yeah, like they had a great, they had a great yeah. piece on John Kyle Parry the other day. They've like I've been reading a ton of like that, and and the guy that does their newsletter every morning, like Pulse mm-hmm. or whatever. I read the hell out of that. And, like, they they had a great teeing everything up. I was going to say they had a great deep dive too on Mike Brown and the Sacramento Kings. I yes. shared with you that I know you yes. read. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, they um, but like in like free agency stuff for draft stuff, they just crush it with that stuff. But the um, I'm trying to think where I was going with that. Some with the the scandal, the manifesto, the oh, oh no, the dangerous yeah, precedent. With they had the a really really good article about uh, Kevin Petitti or whatever the the big the Big Ten president or you know commissioner or whatever. He he like he's like a Jim Delaney kind of confidant. And then Kevin Warren, who's now who sounds like a fucking moron, who's now at the Chicago Bears, you know, trying to get their stadium deal done for them. Like he had originally come from the Vikings. He was kind of an outsider and came in and rocked the boat a little bit. And it sounds like now all the presidents and ADs are trying to kind of reassert their dominance over the new, you know, the new guy. And, you know, he's pretty, pretty wet behind the ears. So uh I could see like, but it, it would set a dangerous precedent if he basically says before the you know before the end of the season hey jim harbaugh's suspended when they they can't prove that harbaugh knew anything about it or right. that, like i don't know it just seems like especially when like the ncaa is investigating all right like then at some point i know you'll agree with this like what's the point of the ncaa just bring <laughs> well, all compliance yeah. into into exactly. conferences you know exactly the ncaa is quickly becoming irrelevant um, so i, I, I can't like wait for a big conference NCAA, to just ignore yeah. the ncaa yeah I think, uh, but yeah, everybody, you know, all of them hopping on a conference call and complaining about it and bitching about it is sick. But yeah, I mean, I, I could see it, you know, Harbaugh going to Harbaugh going somewhere and just, you know, going back to the NFL or something like that after this. That's year. what surprises me is how many places I've been reading or hearing people thinking Harbaugh's like so ready to leave and and get back to the NFL. I, I guess He's I didn't quite so realize weird. that. It's yeah. sick. It's so, it's so weird. So and the, and there will be some openings, you know. Um, and and as weird as he is, he he does win a lot of football games wherever he goes. Yeah, and they've also I don't know like they were getting their asses beat in the trenches those first few years, and they've they've totally turned that around. Like they're yeah, you know they're good along the line of scrimmage. So, Randy, who's your pick to win it all in college football? TC, I have no idea. I had to look up who was ranked number one. I didn't realize Ohio State's number one in the in it's the in the committee rankings now. Marvin Harrison um, 2.0. Really good. Yeah. As expected. I, I guess I'll stick with Georgia. Who I, I don't know. Who's your pick? I'm going with Washington. Mm. I think Washington's really good. I think, you know, big big Phoenix energy. Uh, you know, you got uh I don't know. I like. I think. I think college football is better when Washington's good. It's just a fun stadium, fun yeah, program brings good uniforms, different energy into things. Uh, I'm a big, big uh, Kalen DeBoer guy. I thought he did an awesome job at Fresno State. I thought that was an inspired hire. So, yeah, I think they're. I think they're really good. I've also really enjoyed watching USC struggle. Um, yeah, which is that's that's super super fun. OJ's been. Shouting from the rooftops on Twitter that 
you know, it, defense wins championships, defense wins championships. They just fired their defensive coordinator this this week, Alex Grinch. So it's honestly, um, I'm looking at Michigan's results. Like they are killing they're like heads and shoulders. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Now they haven't played the strongest schedule by any means, but they that, get that's Penn my State. thing. Like the, the Big Ten still blows. Like Penn State. Oh, like, yeah. Like Spencer Hall was eviscerating Penn State in a column a couple weeks ago or last week of like they they just showed up and like just really really like not interested in in playing serious football like james franklin is an embarrassment so i need i need i I need urban to go to michigan state oh my god we need urban somewhere we we, i don't honestly i don't really care where we we just need him somewhere i i also florida state i i guess uh they 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 have my attention a little bit they've been fun to watch i've watched a few times yeah the mike norvell guy after a little bit of a rocky start has really got that going well so quarterback's really good yeah so speaking of you know randy i think we flipped it from our red hawks rooting again i'm not rooting against them anymore i'm rooting for them so they win the mac championship and then they go to a decent bowl game probably the you know some like the Idaho Potato Bowl or the Barstool Arizona Bowl or God, please you know, no, like please the Liberty no. Bowl or some shit. And then, and then you know Chuck Martin gets hired away. We don't even have that, to fire him and pay a buyout. That's the dream. That's absolutely the dream. Uh, the Red Hawks, as you know, but maybe the folks listening aren't quite as up. They lost their starting quarterback, Brett Gabbert, younger brother of Blaine Gabbert. Bad injury, compound fracture in his oh, I didn't know that. Leg. Yeah. Oh. At the end of the Toledo game, or not at the end of the Toledo game, at the end of the first half of the Toledo game, ended up losing that game. Uh, But they since they they beat OU, they they're starting action. They play Wednesday night against Akron. They they have a good chance of getting a rematch with Toledo in the MAC championship game. But they're playing their backup quarterback now, who's not a good thrower. Much more of a runner, uh, but I will say this they about were the Miami team: running a high school offense anyway. Exactly. You know? Yeah, the the defense is good. I mean, for Mac and Group of Five standards, they they do have a very good, solid defense, which has been carrying them. So, I think they could go. Right now, they're uh, seven and two. Yeah, I I I think they have a real look at ten and two, and then making the Mac championship. And like you said, you know. Maybe Chuck gets a look from a lower tier Big Ten school. Maybe Matt Campbell leaves and yeah, Iowa State brings him in or something like that. And listen, Chuck has done some good things at Miami, but I'm ready for a refresh. It's been it's been a decade. More than anything, I I just hate watching the offensive scheme. I find it unappealing. They haven't been. Yeah, they haven't been excluding this year's UC win, which UC is awful this year. I love it. They've moved to the Big 12 and are just getting their asses kicked. He never really competes out of conference. So a lot of things I think Miami football could do a little bit better. We'll see. But yeah, we're, we're rooting for the Red Hawks now, baby. Come on. Yeah, we got Akron this week. We got Buffalo next week. Buffalo's at home. So that'll be a big one. So. Yeah. Anyway, I guess last thing, um, Bobby Knight. But what's your what's your opinion of Bob Knight? Very complicated, <laughs> and, and maybe not 
like i don't think he was a like i think we're, we're texting about it i think you said it right like he, he maybe wasn't a complicated dude like he was just an asshole you know who kind of relished being an asshole and the novelty of being an asshole and it, that kind of became yeah. his his shtick so that's that's not really that interesting but man some of those like the game face quote or there's just so many so many good quotes and you know so like i wouldn't want to play for him but like sports are better to follow when there's characters like him yeah it. It, it did he go too far like maybe a lot of course yeah. I, I i don't that's the thing i'm like i'm not sure he's complicated but i think he the, the way i thought of him it was a bit complicated for me i think because yes i never in a million years would i want to play for him uh, i found some of the stuff he did reprehensible but also he's like a genius basketball coach and when when he's talking basketball there's like nobody better or more insightful or you know it's just like i could do that for hours just like yes just talk basketball so yeah r.i.p uh they they don't make them like that anymore uh, to your no, point it's it's just like we're, we're just not going to see people like that uh and any longer which is a yeah. shame i was but, you know it it makes me sad for the commission too because you know big texas <laughs> tech alum they, exactly I, I, did they cross over in lubbock that's a good question. Let I don't think I think Kamish was maybe after Knight had run his course at Texas Commish, Tech. Kamish is the Louisville Texas Tech combo with Trino the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> and uh let's see, Bobby Knight was at Texas Tech from oh oh one to oh eight. Yeah. So okay. Uh which I think in hindsight, like looking at his record at Texas Tech, better than I remember. What do you have it in front of you? What what was it? Yeah, it was 138 and 82. Never had a or he, he had he had one losing season, 05, 06. Uh made the tournament like four of his first or really four of seven seasons. And like Texas so, Tech. Yeah, I I mean, I feel like they were nothing really basketball wise yeah, leading up to him going year. there. Yeah. So the former you know. tech coach Chris Beard, uh, Bunky just told me I'd forgotten yeah. old Miss hired him. Yeah. <laughs> he said he said he was hiring people down at Old Miss. He's like, yo, like after like the initial vitriol and, and shock of of hiring him, nobody's gonna give a shit in like a week. Just fucking yeah. hire him. Like you're That's gonna win so basketball true. games. I guess they got a new arena down there. Yeah. So Colorado <laughs> Buffs, uh with the women beat beat oh. LSU last night, Randy. They sure did. They kicked the shit out of LSU. I'm gonna have to get up there for a game. I think. Yeah, men's I'm, team's I'm, good too. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get up there. Turn it into a good athletic program. I gotta find out when they play Stanford. I hope Stanford visits. That'd be a great yeah. women's game to go to. Well, all dude, right. That was that was a pleasure as always. Absolutely. Uh, next week, as you said, will be an NFL roundtable with the two of us, KVV and Mister Poosh. So look forward to that. Until that time, TC, uh, I know you're on the road a little again this week. Safe travels, and uh, we will chat next week. Thank you, Randy. We got Jags, Niners this week. Both teams coming Whoa. off the bye. Massive. And Poosh is going to be physically in the flesh here in Jacks next week. Well, that's so. a good question. Who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for the Jags. Wow. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all in on the Jags, baby.
It is That'd what be it four is. straight losses for the Niners. Yeah, it would. It's a big game for kind of for both. Uh, I also want to say, like, starting to wonder about Arthur Smith. Uh, we can talk about it next week, but they they, they lost to the yeah. Josh Dobbs helmed Vikings when like he just he, he like he hadn't even had a practice yet. No, that's bad. That's a bad loss. Yeah, that's very bad. Yeah, I got some takes too. We'll we'll save them for next week. Uh, all right, let's get out of here, TC. Thank you, sir. And we will talk soon. Peace. Favorite trapper, favorite trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no.